When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. No. Rodri. Is there anything that Lionel Messi is better than you have? It's opinion. I respect your opinion. Maybe in your opinion, Messi is better than me. But in my mind, I'm better than him. I do it again. Yes, guys, I'm Sai. Welcome to Ace Podcast Nation, the home of Rodri Giggs on football. We're live everywhere today. YouTube, Twitter, the, the works, little Patreon preview. But for those of you who don't know, you can watch us live every week on patreon.com slash Ace Podcast Nation. Of course, the audio version, free to all. But uh, normally, we're behind the paywall. But we thought we'd give it to everyone. Let Rodri give his reaction to United uh, having a little playoff now for the Europa League, among other things. Harry Maguire playing up front. Super yeah, six. All the usual stuff. We'll talk about the Super Six as well. So, yeah, as the um, as we just wait for some latecomers and now, I suppose we'll we'll talk about the Super Six Prediction League, which we're doing. We're raising money for charity, uh, of course, which is the, the main thing. That's what it's all about. But uh, a little update Assuming that yeah, everyone is once. I mean, we don't have to talk about it. We can talk about anything else. We should have. We should know what we should have. We should be, we should have the the game players are playing playback from last week where you're rambling on. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Don't know what you're on about, mate. Don't yeah. know what you're on about. I'm very you know, yeah, very exactly. humble, very humble. Um, but another two rounds I've passed since last week, and uh, well done to Jason Davis who topped. Saturday's round and uh, Jason Whitworth who topped the midweek round with the highest individual score of the season with a massive 
24 points, uh, which is impressive. So uh, congratulations to the both Jasons. But uh, let's have a look how mine and Rodri's battles gone as I had pulled some points back on Rodri. So he, the pressure was getting to him a little bit. But like the true professional that he is, he uh, he came back strong. Um, this week, Rodri scored 23 points in total. I scored 17, which means that Rodri currently has a nine-point lead uh, with me on 139 and Rodri on 148. But it's still close and there's still a long way to go. That's all I will say. And uh, as blessings you just, need the, man, you just need the World Cup break to go on so you can like, Yeah, well, rest. mate, well, once, once, you know, once the proper rest, bottle starts. You know, let, let the pressure off so you, so you can help. Well, so I can do it every single day and forget. Like, imagine, you know, I forget a couple of days. could be all over, couldn't it? <laughs> the problem, and it's the pressure's on then. No. Um, but yeah, as you as you would have heard, I'm joined as ever by uh, ex FC United Salford City winger, Mr. Roderick Giggs. You good, mate? Yeah, good, mate. Yeah, you? Yeah, it's like, kind of sick of the rain, mate. Like, I don't know what it's been at, like. Being oh, it's busy. been lovely. To, it's now it's been cracking the flags here today. Had a little oh, shower, little shower this about week. half two, but other than that. No, it's been it's been all right. This it's week there's been, been non-stop just rain like every day, pretty much all day. Just well, so say, frustrating. They've already called off the kids' games for Saturday. Really? Yeah, that, it's, it's been that bad. Like no, it's not that bad. It's like the third of December, and we was talking about it before. I think saying how hot it was. It was like twenty-two degrees, twenty-one degrees on the third of November. Usually yeah. around, mind you, when it when the sun goes down, it gets colder, doesn't it? But it was warm. Yeah, then. but. Do you know when, like, you were kids, right? So, like, when I was a kid, my, my I always remember November. My birthday was, like, it's next Friday, you know? So, like, Bonfire. I always remember that, like, it was, um, like, as soon as November, I know my birthday was coming because it would be freezing in the morning. Like, you'd see your breath, frost and everything everywhere. You just don't see it now, mate. Even, like, where it's rained and the weather's been shocking all week, like, it's not particularly... Oh, yeah, it's cold, but it's not freezing. Like, yeah, well, come December, January, it'll be a bit frosty, it'll be fresh out. Global warming, mate. That's what it is. Yeah, blame the Tories. But um, enough of that, mate. Come on, what are you on about? So, um, lots to discuss, mate. Football has been uh, it's been an interesting week all around. Like, the Premier League is fascinating to me at the moment. Like, I look at Arsenal and I look at Newcastle. They're doing, you know, exceptionally well. Liverpool, where they will, they they play a couple of good games, and you think, right, they're back to it now, and then they just they struggle. Um, I think United, you can see improvements there, but there's still a bit of work to be done. I think it's fair to say, but I find it really interesting because you could potentially have a top four this season without United and Liverpool in it, which is, you know. A couple of years ago, that would have been almost unheard of because yeah. the teams, the teams outside of the top six, just weren't anywhere. There was such a big gap, wasn't there, between those? So, sort of so who's, who's in the? Who's, you'd say Tottenham stay in there. Well, do you, I mean, you, Man City, Chelsea, Tottenham, Arsenal for Newcastle. Chelsea, Chelsea don't look really great at the minute, to be honest. No, but all right. So if you take, you could have Tottenham. Well, the top four now is Arsenal, Man City, Tottenham, and Newcastle. So you'd have United, Chelsea, Liverpool, all missing out on top. Of Usually, you'd say Newcastle, but you know they can strengthen with whoever well, they want, it, isn't it? So, 
Um, but still, I'd still I'd say Newcastle because they still got that, got the quality and depth. But if they carry on going like they're going, they'll definitely make it. Well, mate, their form is unreal. Um, you know, yeah, they've won four of the last five, drew the other one, and, and now um, Gafford. And what you got to like, you made a great point now is like in January, come January now, if they're still third or fourth, and they're you know well in there. Yeah, why would yeah that. why would why wouldn't they go and spend hundred mil and get some real world class players to make sure they make the top four? Yeah, because it attract the players as well. If all the Champions League spot it, oh and like three hundred, oh three hundred grand a week. Yes, please. Yeah, and like <laughs> if I'm Eddie Howe, mate, today, like I'm reading the papers today and I'm seeing the noises coming out of United that they're not going to spend in January. I'm thinking, well, do you know what? I think I might because I've. You know they got the money, so why no, wouldn't no, you go? No, and... but United are on a, on a on a mission now where he only wants the right players. So you know, like elite right. players, I'd say like a Declan Rice, Jude Bellingham, uh, or centre forward that fits the bill for him. I think we're right. I think we're okay for wingers. We've got what we've got, and we've got the young kid that's coming through that we'll talk about later. Um, so yeah, there's a question then. The midfield is like chalk and cheese now. With Ericsson, Casemiro in there, you just got to experience ball players who keep the ball and experience. Yeah. Well, funny enough, I'm going I'm to ask you a question about the um, United midfield in a minute because I there's something I noticed earlier, which I think could be an indication of where it's going to go later in the season and, and next season particularly. But what about say, just for instance, like Frankie De Jong, who United were linked with all summer, didn't end up happening. He's struggling at New uh, Barcelona this season. Struggling Barcelona. No, they're playing him centre half as well, and they're messing about, yeah. aren't they? So, like, if Newcastle come in with whatever the you know whatever they want for him, they no, they no, bid that, and they offer him three hundred grand a week. You cannot tell me that he at least will not be tempted. Uh, yeah, be tempted. But if you ask him, if if you find Frankie De Jong, I'm thinking, do I go to Newcastle, stay in Barcelona, staying in Barcelona? Yeah, and I suppose he's also got the option of picking up the phone and saying, right to phone in Ten Hag and saying, I'm ready to go leave Barcelona. Do you still want me? Yeah, well, Before if that, he makes that, that decision. If that, but... if that comes about, then, you know, like I said, they've got a, a certain type of player, an elite type of player. And Frankie Dion fits the bill, along with the other names I've just mentioned. And uh, mm. probably, probably make, possibly a centre-half. Don't think they need a... a a left back, they've got two there. I think they need another right back because obviously Wambasak is not for his like. Um, yeah, Wambasak is definitely done. Yeah, uh, made some more comments about him this week. Because at the end of the season, Ronaldo's off, he doesn't leave in January, but I don't think he'll leave in January, but he'll leave at the end of the season. But you know, we need to get sent forward. Yeah, I can see that. Interesting though, is um, like I mentioned this to you last week, but like you said, they don't need a left back. A couple of weeks ago, I think we clipped it as well. Like you were adamant, Luke Shaw was done at United. No, no, no yeah, but you know, it's but I did say, you know, it last time someone come in, it improved his performance and, and healthy competition is good competition and it makes people better. And that's what he's done with Luke Shaw. Just hopefully he can keep it up now because it only benefits Man United. But you know, he's had eight years and he just needs to. We've seen runs but not consistent year after year. It's either a year will be good or a year will be bad. and but you know the managers have been bad as well. To be honest, I know that they've uh, some of them have had big caliber names, but that that midfield, 
whoever's stuck with that midfield for the last three years and now what we're seeing with the midfield we've got. We can all see it. We can all see it. That midfield for the last three years has been shocking. Well, you know what? They started tonight with um, Casemiro, Van der Beek and uh, Ericsson. And I looked at that and I thought, you know what? I think when he was looking for Frankie de Jong, that's the three which he would have played eventually as his first choice three would have been de Jong, Casemiro and Ericsson. Well, well, Fernandez. But I think he would have played Fernandez not necessarily as wide as he did tonight because I think he played him wide tonight to do a job on the the winger of um, Sociedad. But you could play, you could still play those three and play Fernandez as like a ten behind Rashford and whoever. There's you know you don't have to play the three the three. In but a again, three. and again, it's 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 bringing quality players to make people better, and it's healthy competition, and it, it, you know it's good squad. To, it's, these are the type of problems that you need to be having as a manager at, at Man United, be bringing the quality in, where people are fighting for the places. You don't know you don't know who's going to play because the quality on the bench is that good. That's what it used to be like. That's what I'm going back to. It's the same with City. They they, they can put in you know Mares, uh, Foden, Grealish. It doesn't really matter. De, De, De Bruyne, um, Rodri, they've got they've got Phillips. They've just got an array of talent. So, but whoever they put in, they knows the system and knows what they're doing, and and it's equal of quality. So while we're on United, we may as well talk about the game that's just finished. Um, United beat Sociedad one 0 I thought United were very very good in the first half. Oh, Sociedad people and Arsenal just scored. Are they really? There you go. Like people, I think people write off. So it's like Sociedad are a very good side. They probably lack um, like a world class striker, but they're you know up to the sort of final thing. They're very very good. Yeah, they and, are. They are good. They are good, but you know they're, they're still fifth in the league and missing six or seven players. Uh, yeah, no, I think United should have been able to beat them by two. I do. But I think, I think you know, it would have been if they had a full team. You know, they Sancho, lost. Wasn't, Sancho wasn't there, Marshall wasn't there, who else wasn't there? Anthony wasn't there. So there's three players that probably arguably will start. Yeah, and I mean those so, they've all been quite good in recent weeks as well, haven't they? Those players. But yeah. uh, do you think um he went to three at the back, that formation that he did use at Ajax when they were chasing games? Do you think he went to it a bit early? Because I felt like United it looks quite yeah. dangerous on the counter attack before that. You try things as a coach when you think it's gone stale, and, and you know sometimes it happens, sometimes it hasn't. Sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. And it, unfortunately, this time it didn't work out, and then it just turned out to be a scatty game. And yeah, there was no really chances created, and, and it was all over the place in the end. But you know, it's something to learn from, and probably won't, won't do again. Yeah, it just went a bit disjointed, didn't it? And I just felt like yeah. actually because Sociedad were, you know, up until the last sort of five minutes or so, they were, you know, they were going for it as well. And I felt like if United had kept the same sort of shape that they had, they actually could have picked them off on the break easier than when they went three at the back. Because, like, you had players playing, like, for for some reason, he had Fernandez wide and Rashford at number 10, which didn't I didn't really understand that. And I didn't think Rashford had his best game when he came on. But I think it is also difficult to come on when you're chasing a game like that and you're playing a new formation and he's playing in a probably quite unf- relatively unfamiliar position. 
Um, he has played and, there before, though. Yeah, he's played. There yeah, played I think there for I, England before as well and played very well. So just yeah, I don't want to be too harsh on him because he. I think this season his attitude and his performances have been a million times better. Like I was so unimpressed and quite disappointed by his attitude last year. Um, like just walking about and not chase chasing down and you know all the things that you would associate with Rashford off the ball he wasn't doing, which made me question to you, you know, was he happy? Is he going to go? What not? But I think this year he's been, looks an all-round better footballer for one. Um, but I also think, yeah, you know, he's just, I think it's diff- it was a difficult situation for him tonight. Intra, I want to ask you just lastly on United, um, Sunis, uh, Harriger, who else was it? Someone else saying that uh, Lissandro Martinez is still going to be a problem for United because of his height and Sunis said he's not very good on the ball and this and what I found really refreshing was uh, Virgil van Dijk come out today and basically just embarrassed them and ca- counteracted all their points he didn't name them unfortunately which I, I was a bit, you know, I would have loved that but he did kind of say no he's going to be top top class like he is very good, and I think we've you know we've all been impressed by his performances. He had that one bad game at the start against Brentford, and then since then he's been like a, a rock. And it's not just his performances, his defensive play, his, his play on the ball. It's his his um, his whole attitude and demeanor rubs off has rubbed off on the squad, and um, that is that type of player, that type of demeanor is something United have lacked for probably. At least a few years. But what do you think when you see the likes of Sunis Carragher and that still, still basically harping out the same shite that they said when he signed, but refusing to basically admit they were wrong, particularly in Sunis's yeah, some, some people are like that, it's, you know, he just lacks research. You no, know, when he says he's not good on the ball, he used to play holding midfielder. How can you not good on the ball if you're playing? holding midfielder, so obviously he can play as well. The height thing, we talked about this before at the start of the season, it's not an issue. I was 5 foot 8 and I won 85% of mine. And I used to play against big centre-halves. It's not about timing as well. So, um, but no, he's aggressive, he's quick. And then sooner saying he's not that quick either. All right, mm-hmm. well, he's not really. He's quick. He is quite quick. Um, but he's not but- slow, is he? No, he's quite... no, not slow at all. And, and he'll be going to be a, a real, real quality centre-half for United. I mean, real quality. And he'll do well in the World Cup as well, Argentinian. Well, you know, like I said to you about Luke Shaw, and I pulled you up on it just now. Not not pulled you up, but I mentioned that you had said you thought he was finished. And you've openly admitted, you know, you were wrong or whatever. And when you say, you're like, we're all, whether it's podcasts, radio, TV, whatever. If you're talking about football or MMA or whatever you're talking about, you're giving an opinion, aren't you? And you you base that opinion on what you've seen over the recent weeks. And then sometimes you get it wrong. Or no, sometimes... And when you're in a position like that and a, and, a, and a player starts well in your position and then suddenly gets injured or suddenly gets pulled out and you get a chance and you take that chance, good on you. Good on yeah, you. 100%. Uh, you know, so... That's but these pundits talking. have got to do that too. They've got to admit, like, yeah, I've got it wrong. Don't lack research and don't just, you know, obviously know the game inside out, but just lack 
don't do any research or don't really look into it. They just go off of what they see after seeing 90 minutes a game or and just one, not multiple. They've probably seen him three or four times. And, you know, that was at the start of the season when it wasn't really good. And mm. the whole team wasn't really good. So, yeah, that's what they're going at off. And, and now, if you see, you can see it's going strength to strength. He's making the players by the side of him better. So, yeah, it's just it's rubbish. Uh, it's frustrating as a, as a viewer when I see those sorts of comments because whether you're a United fan or a Liverpool fan or whatever, like, you cannot objectively look at the performances of Martinez and the improvement in United and their defence where since he's come in and then make out that his height is a problem or his speed is a problem or he can't use the ball or he's not good on the ball because it's just it's factually untrue. You which know, means it makes the comments disingenuous, which then means why should I if you're saying that about this player, which is like I can see with my own eyes is not true, why am I listening to your other points about other players and other clubs? It's the same same thing with um I was probably wrong with Dallas as well. Who would have thought this time last year that Dallas would be playing the way he's been playing? Yeah, he, I mean, he, there's a few in there. Fred, even Fred's took a bit of stick, and like I think now, no, but, whilst no, he's not a first choice, no, he's Dallas part of the defense, and oh, Luke yeah. Shaw, Dallas, they've been there a long time, and you've never really seen that from Dallas. Never, he's never really had a consistent run, to be honest, to, to give him a, a chance. But you know, he went to when AC Milan. They, they. Obviously, didn't want it, but now the reports are they want him back. So, but no, it, the, the defense, the Gayers stepped up. Um, no, you need a solid defense. Even when Maguire's stepped in, he's done well, but Lindelof's done well. So, I, yeah. I, I think Lindelof's good. I do. I think, um, but I still it always think helps, that it always a... helps when you've got Casemiro in front of you or no. an Ericsson, or yeah. it's, it's a lot easier. It makes a difference, doesn't it? So, um, so Liverpool beat Napoli yesterday. Great result, 2-0 at Anfield. So, you know, you'd probably expect them to win, but you know it's going to be a very tough game. Great result for them. But obviously, they lost on the weekend. Like, I've, I find their lack of consistency quite puzzling. Like, is it just because they got an ageing squad? Or is it... Uh, is there an overriding problem within the squad or the manager? Like, why can Liverpool not get any, you know, a real run of games going? Because, well, they've had some injuries, haven't they? Had some injuries. Uh... Those, some of those players are back, though, mate. No, I know, but it's just because of the back doesn't mean they're just going to hit the ground running. You've got to get yeah, they've been back a couple of weeks, haven't they? They're well, not like back, back like yesterday. Yeah, yeah it was, no, but the centre half. With Virgil van Dijk, he's only just come back. That was his first yeah. game. Yeah, I'd I, I give you him. But Fabinho, is it? The, who's the centre midfielder? Um, oh, I was yeah, more Fabinho. thinking of the centre half. Oh, like, okay. like we talked about United, you need a solid centre half and you can work off that base. And if you haven't got that, yes, you've got Virgil van Dijk, but he hasn't been great either. So um, the stepping off, just standing off while people shoot, the Newcastle, what's he doing? Just go and close the ball down so he can't shoot. You can get a block on it. Um, uh, then you have got an ageing you know, Milner, yes he's a fit lad but he's still 37, Henderson you know he's he's getting on now even though he's pretty mobile So, but it just hasn't worked out for him and you know, it's just not working out for him at the minute If we expect Liverpool to win at Anfield but, remember, against... sorry, Ty, but they have, you know, they have beat Manchester City 
Yeah, but they also lost the Leeds on Saturday at home. Well, and so... and obviously Forest as well, so they've got problems, but they can obviously beat the top side. I mean, top side. Not everyone yeah. can do that. It's probably like, like two or three teams that can do that in the league. Even if, if I'm a Liverpool fan, should I be concerned by... Is it as simple as saying, right, we've probably got a bit of an old squad, but once the players are all back from injury and whatever, we'll be fine? Or is there... Do they yes, need to address yes. No, no they, they be, they, they, it's obviously alarming now, so they'll need to address it either in January, but which which will pretty think they won't unless anyone stands out in the World Cup or, or in, in the summer. Um, but, you know, they do need another midfielder. Um, left back, they're all right. Right back, they're okay. Um, you know, they just spent 90 million on Dart with Nunes. They've got Diaz, got Thiago, uh, Firmino, Salah. You know, and players in there, isn't it? Yeah, Mane's a, bit, a big, big miss. Yeah, and I, I would, like we, I've said to you before, mate, like the thing with um, Mane was he was their first line of defence. He was so good at the press. And he was so he's so quick that he'd win the ball high up the pave, up the field yeah. so much for him that it was obviously and you um, get used to playing with certain players. Uh, and yeah. when players are coming in and out, you, you know it's not that familiar. It takes time. Um, Reese says in the comments, the funniest thing he's heard was Guy Neville said, "If Trent Alexander could defend, he would be the best right back in the world." Um, what do you make of that? Um... Do you agree with it? Do you? Find it as funny as Reese did. Like, I think Trent Alexander is good. Well, well, there's not but... many great right backs. Well, name me a great right back in the in the world in the world. Well, at the moment, um... they don't stand out, do they? Not like a no. Cavani, as a Netti, or who else was there? I was trying to think then. Who's the Brazilian right back now at the moment? I'm trying to think, and you don't know. Like, and that's the thing, isn't it? It's I guess yeah, so... maybe it's. So with with his passing ability, his cross crossing ability, if he could defend, he'd be up he's there. He'd be up there. Be, like, be, yeah, be up there because, like I said, there's not many great right backs. Name me some great right backs. But then you, I think I can't remember if it was you or if it was Andy, when I said um, just before the last Euros when Luke Shaw was f- flying, and I said like on form, he's one of the top three left backs in Europe and I can't remember if it was you or Andy but one of you disagreed and then um, but I stand by that like at that time on form and it was when they brought in Tellez so he had competition he was one of the best left backs in Europe yeah he's, and... he, when, when he's when he puts it in he's quick he's strong he can no, he, he's, he's added assist to his, to his game sometimes nicks in with a goal you think he goes so, to the World Cup Luke Shaw oh he, he goes to the World Cup when he plays. Because he hasn't been in the squad, has he? He's, Most he's recently. Is he, he or not? I can't. He started every single game. I thought, I don't know. I don't watch England, mate. I was just thinking, I couldn't remember it. Because no, I know started, they were... He started games, especially with Chilwell out now. Because they dropped Rashford, didn't they? And I couldn't remember if they dropped Shaw as well. No, no Shaw's been playing. Yeah, and Sancho. Sancho was who dropped, wasn't they? I knew yeah. there was two of them they dropped. No, Shaw's, um, Shaw's been playing. Uh, yeah, Reese says as well. He said it's like saying if a striker could finish, he'd be he'd be a top striker. Defending is Trent Alexander's job. Uh, yes, he's good at other things, but his main job is to defend, and he can't do it. Correct. And yeah, that's a fair point, isn't it? Correct. Like he is, he's a right back, and his first it's like Wan Bissaka. Yeah, that's why he won't play at the World Cup. 
And that's why Wan Bissaka's lost his place at United. But in, in reverse, yeah, what, like what, with Wan Bissaka, it's the other he way. Def- yeah, he he's can. a great defender, but he can't yeah. do yeah. the passing and the. Trust it so like, where do you trust it like he's got flippers on? Yeah, but then what? Where do you draw the line? Like because if he's like if what Reese is saying there, like Trent Alexander's job is defend first and foremost. So if that's the case. Why is Juan Bissaka basically being dropped completely from the squad? No, but you, but he's to, such a to, good to, defender. To, to, in defence of of Trent Alexander, it's not everyone will play that way. Liverpool play that way; they take risks, so he's very high up a lot of the time. So he gets caught out, then balls down by the side a lot. But he's, if he's been told to be offensive. That you know, and that's going to happen. Obviously, he's got Virgil van Dijk, Virgil van Dijk that side to clean up, and obviously the manager knows that. And ultimately, most of the time he does. But um, still, with with some crosses, and you see him, his his, his shape, the way the way his, his body shape, and he doesn't look over his shoulders, and people coming from the back of him, he 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 does have to work on his defending. That's that's tactical awareness, isn't it? And that's like in-game awareness. Skill boy stuff, yeah. Which that's worrying to me, and that like that's the sort of stuff that you took coach like my thirteen-year-old, you know, like looking over your shoulder and being aware of what's around you. Um, No, but no, but the the way like he'd be if the cross is coming from over here, he'd be stood like that instead of you know so he can see the ball and he can see him. He'd be like. Running back this way, or a bit like you've got, yeah. to, you can't, you've always got to look at the ball, and you can, yeah, it's just, it's just basic stuff. Reese follows up, he says, Robertson does the same stuff on the other side, but looks solid at the back. So if he can do it, surely Trent should be able well, to do it as well. Down though, he's defensively got a defensive mindset, uh, and he's very good offensive as well, but ultimately, he's a defensive mindset fullback where. Alexander, Alexander is the total opposite. So, is that because Robertson has come through like an EFL club or a, like a football league club, and Trent Alexander's come through at a Premier League club? So, at the EFL clubs, they focus more well, no, on traditional, traditional fullbacks. Where Robertson's played, he's played places like Hull City, where he's had to defend backs against the wall, especially when in the, the, the Premier League. So, he's going to have to know how to defend and defend first. So Trent Alexander has not had that kind of pressure where you know they're constantly getting barraged, defend, 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 defend. Um, so he's not had that, you know, bl- blooded into him. Mm. Where Robertson's had that, probably been around different teams. You know, same at Scotland so, sometimes as well. Robertson made thirty-four appearances for Queens Park, then thirty-six for Dundee, ninety-nine for Hull, and then went to Liverpool. And like I would suggest that Queen's Park and Dundee in Scotland and Hull, all um, particularly with their young players, would coach them in a very traditional like their fullbacks would be coached in a traditional way. Defend first, you know, do do your job defensively first. Don't mess about. Don't take any risks. If you're not sure, put it out. Blah blah blah. Whereas Trent Alexander coming through that Liverpool academy will have been play, 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 press. And it's just a different football education, isn't it? But totally different. But he's still got to do his job. If he keeps making mistakes, Trent Alexander, eventually Klopp or whoever will find a defender or a fullback who can do the same things off- offensively 
as but can also do the job defensively, won't he? Surely. Possibly. Possibly. I know it's a big shout because I and I know he's popular with Liverpool fans like Trent Alexander. I'm not saying he's terrible. I'm just saying if he keeps making the same sort of mistakes, there's got to be a point where the manager says, "Right, there's you know, is there is there anyone else out well, there?" Well, you'd, can... you'd think that you'd think the, the, the kid would work on you, wouldn't you? Well, so, yeah. But if he wanted to get better, you'd think he, he'd get better. If he doesn't get better, then you know he hasn't worked on it. But then, and he's just complacent, and then. How yeah. old is Trent Alexander? I don't know, like early twenties, something like that. So, like, when you, if you're a footballer and you're like early twenties, right, and you know you've got a certain weakness in your game, and you haven't got the, and I'm you not made that, you, make, you make that weakness into a strength. Yeah, and you 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 work on you do like you know you hear stories about Ronaldo taking free kicks for hours after training and or Rooney and all these top pros who went on to be considered legends or the best in the world or whatever at different times like they got one thing in common Messi Ronaldo all of them they all put in that extra work to like Ronaldo's two-footed didn't he Messi's so good with his left foot but he still has worked on his right foot that he can you know he's not like swinging it like a Sunday league footballer and I just think do young British players have that mindset now, the ones coming up in the modern day. I'm not saying they do. I'm not saying they don't. I'm asking the question. Do they have the mindset to go on their own, go, do you know what? I've got a weakness in this part of my game. I'm going to go away and I'm going to put in extra hours to work it. Or are they waiting for a coach or a manager to say, I need you to work on this? And if that doesn't come from the coach, then they just don't do it. I don't know. I'm, I'm asking the question, I guess. No, you just obviously, like I say before, the, the, the way the manager wants them to play, but you, you obviously need to stop switching off and and just work on it. And like you say, you have to wait and see to see if it if it keeps on happening. If it keeps on happening, then you've obviously not worked on it. Yeah, um, but if we well, can uh, see it, I'm sure they can see it. Just so into gay thinking, which I want to talk about in a bit, is um, the, I want to talk about the World Cup and how it could end up being disastrous. We could have all sorts of players missing it because a two week injury now keeps you out of the World Cup pretty much. So I want to talk about that in a bit. So have a little think about that. But let's stick with the Premier League just while we're there. Um I want to talk to you first and foremost about the Graham Potter derby. Um didn't go to plan for Mr. Potter on his first visit back to Brighton. No, not so and I from what I saw it was brutal. Like yeah, it was, Chelsea it, it, were not good. No, they weren't good and Brighton were really good and sounded lively there and um yeah it wasn't a good trip back home for him um yeah brighton played well deserved deserved the three points few players looked like they were bang up for it that trossard who's in my fantasy league team um he looked like he was yeah he's in mine he's in mine too but i left him on the bench oh nightmare he um he he looked like a player who had taken it personally that Graham Potter had signed him and then left because he was like, he was just everywhere. Sometimes it always works out that way, doesn't it? You go back and, you know, you get beat. I think, um, I thought, I was, I, as I talked to you about, I, when Chelsea played United the other week, I was quite impressed with how Potter changed it and changed the game with his tactics. Well, after 35 and the way he minutes. It. I, was, I thought he did a good job of it, is what I mean. But 
I do think Chelsea, and they got work to do. I'm not convinced by um, the boy up front. I forget his name. Kai, something, Havertz. I, I'm not convinced by him at all. Raheem like, Sterling, wing back. What is that mate, about? Well, someone, I can't, who was it? Some pundit was saying they wouldn't take Raheem Sterling to the World Cup. Like, on current form, he doesn't get in that squad because he's been dreadful for Chelsea. Yeah, he plays in a totally different position and if he and him, him and Harry Kane are uh, goal machines. That, yeah. pundit, that pundit needs to be sacked. And uh, but this World Cup is unique, isn't it? Right? Because it's in the middle of the season and I think form is going to count more this time than ever before because normally there's a four or five week break from the end of the season to the World Cup. I dis- so I dis- anyone I dis- who finishes the season badly in form I, has got I dis- four weeks to go on holiday. I disagree. I disagree. When when you when you playing in a system that you you're not really comfortable in, and then you go to a system that you're really comfortable in, you've scored lots of goals in, you're fit, you're healthy. One goal, boom, you're off. Right. You have a great, yeah, no, I accept. I accept that. I accept that for Raheem Sterling, who's playing wing-back and he's not going to play wing-back for England. I, I do accept that. He's going to go and he's going to play with Harry Kane and he's going to be, you know, happy. But for players who, you know, maybe a, a striker somewhere who's, you know, not, hasn't scored a goal, goal all season, can't hit a barn door, and then he goes to the World Cup, like, surely his form, that's going to count. Who? who, like, who? Anyone. Could be yeah, anyone. Who? I just mean players... If players yeah, go if, to the World if, Cup out if, of form... going to pick a player like that if, they, if they've got better options. But if they haven't got better if, options... If you need to give me a, 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 an example. Right, I'll, find you, I'll find you an example now. In the meantime, talk to me about Newcastle. Uh, 4-0 to Villa. They sit comfortably in the top four. Um, Callum Wilson, mate, like... Making a bit of a late run for the World Cup squad, do you reckon? Yeah, it's, well, it's, either, it's out of either him or Tony, isn't it? So. so my thing I said about the Wales squad the other day was um, I think it's important for Wales as a small nation with a small pool of players to pick a striker who's going to come off through. So here, here you go. It's where you go. Kiefer, Kiefer Moore has not played and has not scored all season and not scored. Would you still take him to Wales? I was because he's important to how Wales play. There you go. There's an. However, example. no, 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 no. But there is. If I had to, if if Wales picked from the same size pool as England, then I probably wouldn't take him. Yeah, but because it's different, isn't it? It's, it's no, like yeah, who else? No you, one... Who else could you take? Now, I was saying the point I was if, just going to make. Whoever you're taking is going to be is going to be picking up splinters anyway. Keith Moore is going to start. Maybe, but yeah, that's debatable. But, yeah, keep, start, keep him up for two on the weekend. He's sent forward. He's going to be leading goal scorer this week. <laughs> so people he's starting. Who else? People are lining there? up to tell you that Kiefer Moore scored two, two on the weekend. No, I know. <laughs> I understand. I understand no, that. I know. But saying if yeah. he did yeah, score yeah. any goals, yeah, I know okay. he scored two goals. No. Two fantastic headers, in fact, even though they got beat. But. Yeah, no, I, I get your point. If I do. I take your scored, point. I was giving you an example because yeah. you had done your research, and I was helping you out. Well, it's not. You're the you're <clears> the pundit, <throat> mate. I'm just a host. Oh, you brought it up. You give me an example. <laughs> so well, I'm asking you the questions, aren't I? So well, here's my thing, right? So I said, for instance, um, you've got Luke Jeff got um playing on loan at Swindon. He's playing in League Two at the moment, 
but he scored, I think, five goals in 10 games this season. He's bang in form. He's a pretty good player. He's been on the cusp of the Welsh squad previously. I would take him over... Um, um, what's his face? Over, yeah, Brendan. Over, Brennan, over Brennan Johnson, absolutely. No, over the one... The, oh, I forgot his name. Tyler... Fuck's sake. Oh, the, the Beckett. Br- 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 no, the what's his name? Leeds United. Yeah, is it? No, the one that used to play for Swansea. I don't know if he still does. I'll remember in a minute. Um, oh, fuck's sake. But I would take him over Tyler Roberts. Well, even though Tyler Roberts. Even... Tyler Roberts. Tyler Roberts, yeah. Even though he's playing in League Two. Yeah, because Tyler Roberts isn't going to play, right? Tyler Roberts never, he very rarely comes on for Wales. He's, he's not going to play. Yeah, but so is he the same, he the same have, stature as Kiefer Moore? Is it what kind of centre forward is he? Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a big boy, but he's quite skillful as well. Okay. So I would I would take him over Tyler Roberts purely because he's on form. Because then if you if you need a goal and you've got why a striker take, on the bench who's on take, form. Why not take all three? Well, it depends. Yeah, if you've got enough room, then you could take all well, of them. Yeah. Of course, you, you make room. It's, it's what you need to do. The hardest thing you need to do in the game well, is score goals. So you take Kiefer Moore, Brendan Johnson, Tyler Roberts, and this kid. There's four strikers. Yeah, and then and there's got, a few others. Tom Bradshaw, got, I think, is a good shot. then you've shot. got 22 other players to choose from. Yeah, and I think there's also, um, like, there's certain players in that Welsh pool who will not get a look in. And I, unfortunately, I think Tom Bradshaw is one of them. Tom Lawrence won't get lucky. Um, you know, if Tom Lawrence wasn't going to get picked last year when the form he was in, he's never going to get picked. But like, for instance, mate, Wales took Reuben Corwell to the Euros last time out, right? He was playing for Cardiff, not week in, week out, but regularly. And we didn't play him. We just sat on, there was no point in taking him. It was like, take him for experience. But there was that Italy game where we were already through and he changed the team up. And he didn't even come on. So, like, to me, I'd rather, rather than take a young player who's not, you know, who's just there literally just for the experience of going, like when England took um, Theo Walcott when he was, like, 16. I think it's a waste of a space, particularly for Wales, who've got such a small thing of players. If you can find a striker, even if he's a bit lower league than what you did, there's a boy, um, Cooper from Swansea. Oh, Craig's just said as well. I was talking to someone about him the other day. Like, there is Welsh players who aren't in the squad currently who are bang in form, scoring goals. And I think it's important to take form, for, particularly forwards, form forwards into this World Cup because of it being in the season. And I think England, even though they got such a big pool of players, I think they need to consider that as well. And my question is, is has Raheem Sterling got enough goodwill in the bank from Gareth Southgate to keep his place in the in the squad and the starting lineup, a million percent. You do you still think he starts a as well? A million percent. Interesting. I would bet my house on it. Interesting. I I think he goes. I'm not 100 percent sure he starts at I the moment. Bet. Do you want a bet? Do you want a bet? No, I'm bet. I'm not a gambling man. Mate. Certainly not in England. Um, I get, get good odds of Paddy. I'll, I'll bring him. Of Paddy, yeah. Yeah. Ambassador. Got to live for the rewards, mate. Live for the rewards. Right, back to Newcastle, mate. Newcastle, um, like, where is their ceiling this year? Um, top four. Third or fourth. Not going to get second or first. Forget that. 
But fair right. enough. Say they are right at the moment. They are five points off Man City, right? Yeah. Say I don't know in January, January first after the Christmas period, after or January the second after the Christmas period, Newcastle are third, and they're still like four or five points off Man City in top. Why can't they go and sign three or four top top quality players and challenge for? Second, and then you right, never know what, what happens. Top, top quality players again. Go on, you know, you're not go on, just give me some names. But you, well, you're telling me there's no players, top players, who would go to Newcastle for money. Who because Mate. you don't know we're getting the wrong people. We've we've done this at United, you're getting the wrong people, the good names, Sanchez, Pogba. Uh, the so the players you don't necessarily want, want the players who are going to go there for money because they go into a club and 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 they they just they. they, they, they they disturb it and then okay. the flow's messed up so you have to bring the right players in just don't bring them in willy-nilly three players in that's going to disturb the whole squad that's okay. got them where they're at so, so if they all right so then in that case how can newcastle bridge that gap because at the moment all they've got to offer with all due respect is money the only way they can do it is they bring a marquee signing in one marquee signing like a you know, a top, top player like, whoa. What about if they sign that boy like, from... When, when they did, like, Fast uh, Asprilia or, yeah. or Shearer right. or Owen, that, you're like, whoa. That young striker at Atletico Madrid, they're out of Europe. He's got a release clause of, like, no, no, the young one. Um, oh, I found well, The Portuguese kids, Felix. Yeah, oh. Felix, yeah. he's got. Yeah. I think he's got a 100 million release clause. They're out of Europe completely. Yeah, that's go in. They play yes. the release clause. Yeah, someone like that. Then you'd be like, whoa. You know, because so if he, he comes he, in, he's guaranteeing, they... 50, he's guaranteeing you 15, 20 goals and, you know, possibly 10, 15, 20 goals. 20 would be lovely after Christmas till uh, whenever the, it finishes this year. But, yeah, um, yeah something like that. They're not going to bring in two or three, mate. It's not going to happen because, like I say, it disturbed the whole group uh, that's got them there. It's all they've got a good good team at the minute. One player, even that that makes everyone, even the team, the squad, like whoa, yeah. Now we're going places. We've got this kid in. But you know what? The other the other way I think for Newcastle is I think the most important thing for them this year is to get Champions League spot. If they can get in the Champions League, they can offer in the summer. Then they can offer more than just money because they've got that Champions League space, which is obviously. United had to pay over the odds for so many players when they were out. Of the, they always do, don't they? Every time they drop out of the Champions League, they've got to pay more wages. They've got to pay bigger transfer fees because you're asking a player to miss the Champions League season. It's, um, so it's an interesting question from Craig, right? He says, if Newcastle can only get third or fourth, who are you saying is going to finish second behind Man City? Um, it could be, you know, Chelsea, United, Arsenal, Tottenham, Liverpool. Probably right. not Liverpool this year. Liverpool and ninth. Tottenham, Chelsea, United, Arsenal. Right. So you think Arsenal and Tottenham will be good enough from now to the end of the season to finish second and run City? They're, they're all good enough, mate. Tottenham have been terrible, but the third... I just don't. I just don't see, especially after watching them. 
Um, no, no, but when, 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 they, when they let the shackles off, they're a good team. Mm. When I you just... watched that game yesterday, the first half was dreadful. Then they come out second half and absolutely battered them. They battered okay. them. Interesting. And that's way away from home, the Champions League, which is very, very difficult. And they've let the shackles off and they've battered him. And one of the play- best players who got carried off and has to have eye surgery and probably will miss the World Cup with some. Yeah, I think I think Arsenal are a stronger contender than Tottenham. Arsenal, I just don't United, see it United, Tottenham. United are looking strong. Um, I think still, the biggest still, mistake still, United will make... get things together. Arsenal, I'm still... Not, I'm still like hesitant with Arsenal. Still not. It's because that's sold. because of previous years, isn't it? Like recess. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's a long season. They, yeah. they lose a couple of players. They they lose a couple of games. We know what their fan base is like. So, just yeah. Um, I think the biggest mistake United could make. I still think Arsenal get top four, but second, first, no, not for me. I think it'll depend on. How, some of it will depend on how United develop. Do you listen to Pep's quote? Uh, Pep's talking about um, Ten Hag the other day. Yeah. He was saying them um, like well, he think thinks everyone everyone can see it now. Well, he thinks United are back, it. and he thinks like give them you know if you give Ten Hag a year or so, they'll be right challenging for the title again. Um, and I think a mis- United a mistake by United would not be to bring in uh, a right back. I don't think you can get a striker in January, but I think no. they could get a right back. It's it's again, it's about getting the right one. They should have got they should have got Kieran Trippier. Yeah, would have been perfect, mate, wouldn't he? Um, yep. And it was weird because he's a United fan. It all seemed like it was done and dusted. Yeah. Yeah. It, I it had was multiple was, people telling it was, me it was, it was nearly, which I was getting told, but no, it didn't work. Well, out. I remember me and you were t- talking about it, weren't we? Like it was yeah. pretty much done. Yeah. And then all it just didn't never seem to quite get over the line. Like it was always like, oh, they they're gonna get these out, out of the way, and then Trippier will be coming in, and then he just didn't. No. Um, you mentioned Son, mate, got an eye injury last night, and this is the problem. And I, Jamie Carragher, um, had a massive rant about it on um, CBS Sports, like America, the American version of BT or whatever. Yeah, and, um, he said he thinks it's a disgrace, and he said it all started with Qatar being awarded the World Cup. Because they campaigned for the World Cup in the summer. And obviously, it's, it's too hot in the summer, so you can't play then. So then they've moved it to the middle of the season. And now you've got players who, you know, if they pick up an injury this weekend, and it could just be like a two or three week thing, where normally you've got four, five weeks sometimes to recover before the tournament starts, you're out of the World Cup. So you could end up, right, if the worst happens and all the biggest names in the world pick up niggles and injuries over this next weekend or so. Like, like the no, next couple of Because they're all trying to cram a load of games in because yeah. it's, the season condensed. Because it's the World Cup. You could end up with all sorts of players missing. For, like all the players you want to see in the World Cup, they could all be sat on the bench because they got hamstring injuries. And, no, no. Like, no. You I imagine... debating about it on TalkSport today. I was listening to it and they were saying the same thing. It's, uh, it's ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. You've got... You had Raphael Varane go off the other day in tears because he thought he was going to miss it. Looks like he's going to be back, like as it starts. Yeah, chill well, chill well. You've got Son, but no chance because he's a hamstring. Son, it's his eye, so maybe he can get a mask or you know in two weeks. 
De Bruyne's broke his eye socket and his nose. He's one of their top players. They could probably give him three weeks. So you got De Bruyne's injured. They yeah, broke his nose, I think. So yeah, yeah, but Timo. Uh, no, yeah, there's look. Imagine, right, just for instance, right, Ronaldo 37. This is probably his last World Cup. Probably, I say that because I don't. If there's anyone who could do a World Cup when he's like 41, it's probably yeah, him. No, he's 37 now, he's a beast, still, isn't he? Yeah, but like, imagine how, like, let's assume this is his last World Cup at his age as well, playing the amount of games he's playing. You imagine he picks up like a, a hamstring injury or something on the weekend, like. Does anyone really want to see a World Cup without Ronaldo? Like, uh, do you know what I mean? Like, that would be a big blow to the tournament overall. Yeah. And I just. But then, like, Craig makes a good point. He says, but international teams still played friendlies after the league finished. Um, and you'd have, because you, you'd have like warm up games. There's always injuries. Yeah. But I just but think it, because yeah, it's in, yeah, there's no recovery games, time, not, is there? Not intense like Premier League games. These no. games like friendlies. Well, you look how so, close the Premier League is, mate. Like this year, yeah. it's not even a comparison. When you're playing a football friendly game, you, you, you're 50 60 percent. And in those like, warm up games, they tend to change the, they change the whole team, don't they? Like half time because yeah. they want to give everyone a run out yeah. and stuff. So, yeah. ridiculous. No, I not, hope no. I just hope that, like, from a Welsh point of view, I hope that the big boys don't pick up any injuries. I hope, uh, to be honest with you, I hope all. United have got three. Well, they've played the three games left, but they played one tonight. They've got Villa, and then they've got the Carabao Cup in the week next week against Villa as well. That is, isn't it? Is that against Carabao Villa? Cup? Well, yeah. Like, well, to be honest with you, if any Premier League side is playing in that Carabao <laughs> Cup and they're playing their first team, yeah, a week, a week yeah. before the World Cup starts, I would not be happy if I was. Yeah, look, I would not be happy if I was Ronaldo or. Harry Maguire no, United, United, United like, have got a big enough squad where you could probably play Wan-Bissaka. Maguire probably needs a game. Uh, yeah, you could play Ganache. You could someone play someone else. But even like... Malaga, you could play McTominay. You could play Fred. So, the, the Ganacho. But then... Um, so, you could, you, you'll, you'll see a probably changed team for that. But then what you have then, mate, right, is you have players who haven't played very much football going and playing an intense game a week before the World Cup. Well, so you have Malasia, who's a Dutch international. You yeah. have um, Fred, Brazilian international. Yeah, Ganusho. Fred's, Fred's been playing. Yeah, no, I, I accept that. Um, Ganusho's played a couple of games. But, I mean, these guys who haven't played, if they're suddenly playing an intense game because they're rotating, they've got more chance of getting injured a week before the World Cup. It's... it's, it's... What we do for a living, it's the job. What yeah, no, I, I understand what that. What's going to do? Oh no, we're not going to play you because you've got a World Cup. No, I think my gripe don't is say, uh, you could go away and get injured and come back to us injured. Yeah. What happens that then? Yeah, so, no, no, no. I, I get that. Plays, it? They can go away, have a massive World Cup, come back injured, and they've they're out for six weeks and they've got to yeah. pay for it. So it works both ways, mate. It works. It really does work it does. both ways. I'm sure. I'm sure some of them will be on autopilot. Where I blame them. I blame FIFA, mate. Yeah, Holy, it's, yeah, it's a joke. It's that's set so, bladder. You should still choke on that brown envelope you got. Yeah, choking in his prison now. Is that thick? No, he got away with it. Him and Platini. Of course he did. Don't know why I'm surprised. Um, just want to finish off, mate, on the championship. Um, if that is all right with you, we're we not finishing up with two, two for six. Have we talked about that. Yeah, we have, haven't we? Yeah. 
how like there's a I've got to get binoculars to see how far you down how far down you are. Sorry, got, when, you scroll, you... when you go that when you're scrolling down, it takes me ages to scroll down to see where you are on the list. Like, where is it? Nah, there it is. Sorry, mate, you broke up a bit then. I didn't quite catch what you said. Um uh Hull City have appointed Leon uh, Liam Rossinier as their uh full-time head coach for a two and a half year deal. That a good selection former player. Yeah, yeah, very good. He's obviously did, did a good job at Derby as well. Did uh, help him Wayne Rooney out. Obviously, done well in the interview because that's a big job. I'm sure the big managers would have gone for that. Well, coaches. So, yeah, it's it's good to get these young coaches. It's these young coaches are coming through now, and they're not they're not frightened, not overawed, and and some of them are doing really, really well. So, you've got well, to give because these some of these old you know managers like Nick McCarthy's and uh, yeah. Steve Bruce's and come on, turn it in now. You've had your day. Just give it, give it to the young kids, and then, yeah. Well, this is what we've been calling for, mate, isn't it? This is what when I was ranting about Mick McCarthy and Neil Harris and the rest of them, like this is what I've been saying: is there's coaches out there who are doing a decent job. Give them a chance. Yeah, there's coaches out there who are cutting their have, teeth. They have to have time. Look at Richie Williams. Got six, seven months at Salford. Now he's flying top of the league with Lenny Orient because he's had time. Oh, Guy Neville uh, has left. Uh, yeah, because because Leighton Orient come to Salford. Oh, was that no, is that Leighton Orient this weekend? That's just gone and they beat Salford 1 0. But that tastes nice for Richie. That uh, actually, um, need to give him a message. So, message to him, but he's, um, uh, he's yeah, they're flying. Yeah, they're flying. But this is. what happens when you give someone time. He's done yeah. it before with Swindon. But obviously, they didn't like the way he operated or, or they talked or, you know, he's probably a bit stubborn and liked to do it his way and didn't like anyone meddling. And they probably didn't like that. And, you know, no, yes, no, yes, thanks, but no thanks. And he's gone to Lane Orient and you look like, you know, the flying top of the league. And there you go. Um, just be quick. Before Nicky Butt's going... over, by the way. Yeah, Nicky Butt. Yeah, there's not going to be much change, is there? I don't think there'll be a massive difference. It just won't um, be Michael manager anymore. I just leave it to, to Nicky and he can sell the day-to-day out. But, on yeah. um, the Liam Rosinia thing, uh, Will says two and a half year deal these days means they have one year to do their thing and then they get a payoff for 18 months. No manager <laughs> is ever given the time. And that's that's the thing, isn't it? Is he won't get two and a half years. No, but you don't want to give someone a four and a half year deal and, and you know he's still a young manager so that's that's you know after a no, year no no I, I get after, that after but I just mean after a year if he's doing all right then we'll give him a four year contract but yeah stand it well, I, I just think, I think the one. point being that they just don't give him time do they he's put realistically and if you've got a two and a half year deal you've got a year to sort of prove your worth maybe I 18 don't. months yeah but it's, it doesn't matter if you've got a five year contract or a two year contract you start losing you're getting sacked so yeah it's just how much do they want to pay you? It's it's just common sense. Um, yeah, you know, it's a result business. Um, just before we talk about the championship, Man City, uh, uh, Rico Lewis, 17-year-old kid, scored for them against Seville. Uh, yeah. Was racially abused, mate. Like, to me, the problem, and the problem will continue to be the same. Racially abused, weren't they playing at home? Uh, no, they were playing at Seville, weren't 
No, it was at the Etihad Stadium. You are right. Um, but Seville fans was racially abused him apparently. Oh, um, so, but my my point is right is did he score? Until, yeah, I think he did. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Uh, until UEFA and FIFA make an example of these teams or the, the the fans and 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 they actually like make an example of it, like when a team or their fans or whatever do this racial abuse and they make a massive example of them and they they give them such a harsh punishment that other teams look around and they think their fans think Jesus, like it actually is going to make a difference. It just, it's not going to change nope. because they gave them a piffling fine, which yeah. the local government probably anyway. Thousand pound fine or something. Yeah. Like a week's wage. That's like a week's wages for most of the squad, isn't it? Yeah, and that's exactly. a real team. Like 20 grand. What? There's nothing. It's yeah. and it, nothing will change until UEFA and FIFA make a fundamental change in how they punish teams for it. And to me, that won't change until the people in charge of those organisations are different people. Not just the, the guy at the top. It's got to be like a fundamental change of the, the the board, if you like, of all the people who run those organisations. And you're never going to get all those, those people out. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. they've got so much power within football with you the those sort of four or five at the top of UEFA and FIFA that they're they're not gonna let go of that power. You seen Seb Blatter and Michelle Platini, they were gonna go to jail and they still wouldn't let go of the power until the very last minute. Like they had to literally be dra- dragged off kicking and screaming. Um it's sad to see mate that in 2022 is still going on though I gotta say. Um yeah. I said about how tight the championship is uh, the Premier League is mate the championship is uh, is just as tight is remarkable just how tight it is. Yeah. Um, Cardiff struggled last night at home, didn't they? Well, they were winning, weren't they? And they just, yeah, I um, don't know what, there's just no plan, mate. They don't know what they're doing. No one, they don't know if they're keeping Hudson. They don't know if they're going to keep him to the end of the season. They brought in Dean Whitehead, like, like to help him out. But like, to me, that feels like they're just getting him ready in case they have to sack Mark Hudson and they're going to put Dean Whitehead. It's just, it's ridiculous, mate. And until the 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 club answers questions or has a long term plan, it's never going to work. Doesn't matter who they bring in, doesn't matter what they do, until they've got a long term plan in place, won't work. And I just because they just do it. It's like they do it day by day, mate. Not not even week by week. It's like they just change their mind day by day. What they're how they're going to run the football club. Um, absolute joke. Coventry, mate, comfortably out of the relegation zone now. Still got a couple of games in hand. They're up to 20th. Huddersfield, West Brom and Wigan are the bottom three in the championship, which is, that's some, some big clubs there, mate. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're all big clubs now, aren't they? So, yeah, there's not many small clubs. Seen it, look, at, look, at, look at some of the big teams that are in the league lower. So, yeah, you know, your Ipswiches, your, there's some big clubs down there. Yeah, it's no easy games, mate. It's like you, anyone could beat anyone in the championship anyway. But like some big, big clubs. To me, I think the top four as it is now, they look the best teams in the league. So you got Burnley, I think, on their day, pretty probably the best team in the league. Blackbird have been there or thereabouts over the last couple of seasons. They look like they're really clicking. Sheffield United have been very impressive this year, much better than I thought they were going to be. And QPR, I think, have been exceptional. Um. 
And then you've got Norwich, Watford, Swansea, Preston, Millwall, Luton, Reading, Sunderland, Birmingham. Like all those teams are only a few points between them. Like right down to, like you could go as far as 13th to Birmingham on 24. Did say Swansea then? No. <laughs> but I mean, even Cardiff, right? They're on in 18th on 21 points. They're eight points off the playoffs. Like we discussed the other week, right? Eight points in the championship, like it's not that much of an ask. Like if you get a run together and win four or five games, you can make up like a five or six point gap quite quickly. Like look at Swansea; they were down. What was it? Twenty first or twenty second? Yeah, probably four or five games ago, and they're now seventh, looking like they're going to really make a push for it. Um, Craig says Coventry will be top half. One of the best to have played at Cardiff this year. Um, yeah, I think Coventry was so good last year. I feel I felt for them a bit that they, you know, they were struggling, not really through any fault of the players. It was purely a pitch. You know, they kept having these games called off at the start of the season. Um, <laughs> Craig also says Steve Morrison was Cardiff's long-term plan and they binned him off. And no one still knows the reason for that, by the way, if it was results or if he fell out with the board or whatever so it's, that could be anything but then Will makes a point I don't know if you agree with this he says uh, no football club has got a long term plan these days the average lifespan of a manager is about 18 months yes so no one plans yeah, long term I totally agree with that you know you, you can have get somewhere and have a plan and it all goes apart when you start losing games and the fans start stamping the feet so yeah the plan the game plans are Punky and Dory, so you, you lose three games in a row and then the knives are out. So it's a result, uh, result driven business. And if you don't get results, you get you get the old P45. Is mm. question then which football clubs within the British system now have are currently working on a lot like with a long term plan, do you think? Like in terms of probably that manager is going to be there for a few years. Ten Hag, Ten Hag, Pep, Graham, Graham Potter. I think Chelsea with new owners aren't going to be sacking managers left, right, and centre. Okay, they've got they've got their man now. Yeah, Tuchel wasn't there. Arsenal. Oh, he's been there three years already. Can't see him getting rid of him, can you? No, so another three years. That's six years. That's really good at this 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 climate. Um, Eddie, I would say, you know, he's he's yeah. he's an eggshells. He's an eggshells. Yeah, of so. course, yes. As soon as he loses a couple of games, yeah. because they can pretty <clears> much bring in. Oh, they don't. Oh, you know, they, they don't qualify for the Champions League. They might, they might sack him after that. You know, yeah. he's got, he's got him to this point, and they don't. You never know. Um, yeah, that's fair. Um, I mean, it hurts to say, like Reese says, that Swansea always have a long-term plan, a manager. They play the same style of football. They bring in a manager who well, fits that style. Burnley have one. Yeah, I think Burnley have got a long-term plan. Um, Sheffield United, I think you could say, have got a pretty solid base. Blackburn, it's weird, but Blackburn have got... Yeah, the so when your manager turns on a Premier League job. No. Yeah, I think that, that tells you a lot, doesn't it? That about yeah. how he feels about the structure in the World Cup and stuff. And yeah. about this, not the World Cup, about the football club. Um, yeah, it's, it's interesting. I um, 
we'll be fascinated to see how the championship ends up this year because I think it's just even more unpredictable than ever. Uh, Premier League as well. Let's do our Super Six predictions, mate, to finish off and then uh, well, no. we'll put it to bed. Gaz wants to know uh, who, you, as of today, who do you think will win the World Cup? Oh. I think it's going to be a South American team. So there you go. It's that can be either one or two. Yeah, I think it's going to be a South American team. Okay. So either Brazil or Argentina. How far do you think uh, Wales will get? Last 16. Okay. They'll get through the group and they'll obviously be second in the group and they'll get, yeah, a strong, obviously someone who's won their group. Looks like they'd probably get Netherlands or Senegal, I think it is. Yeah, like- so... Holland playing a Holland, although you know Holland, still we'll give them a good game. You know, if we can give Belgium a good game, we can give Holland a good game. So um, I think Kiefer Moore could give Van Dijk problems. He won't like he won't like defending against him at all. So yeah, possibly quarterfinals then. But you know, you never know. You, you never what would know. you be happy if, with as you know, a Welshman? The teams fit. Uh, Gareth Bale's. Give us a last one, last hurrah. One last hurrah, yeah. So um, you, you just never know, but uh, no, I'd be happy with, be more than happy with the quarterfinals. But last sixteen would be be good, as long as we get out of the group. Yeah, I think getting out of the group, getting get out of the group, and getting to play like a knockout game for Wales, I think is a yeah. Yeah. I think in a knockout, you, you never know. Like, I also, I do think if Wales don't get out of that group. I do, I do think that's a failure because I think they should get out of that group. Well, it's like, a failure where Robert Page loses his job. I'm not sure if I'd go quite that. Far. I don't know. See, because yeah. I do think, I do think they should be out of that group. Like I, yeah. oh yeah, so do the I. fact of the matter is, like, whilst I don't think there's particularly much pressure on Wales, I also do think that that and group it, and, and Robert Page have a little insight from Gareth Bale on some of the players that that you come up against because oh, they would have seen him in the MLS. Yeah, some of the guys who I do um, a podcast with, like American guys, and the American. If you go and have a look at the American, hey social man, media, that's awesome. Will you look at it, right, mate? You go and have a look on them, like social media where the Americans talk about the World Cup. They think they're going to win the group. They think they think they're going to smash Wales like five six nil. They think that Wales and Iran. You realise this is an American football, right? <laughs> this is soccer. Uh, mate, honestly, they've written us off. I tell, which I think you know, great. This is not the NFL. This is soccer, people. Come <laughs> on, US, USA are going to get stomped on. And I don't even think I'm not as worried so much as I was previously about if Gareth Bale is missing. Like I always, I've always said, Ramsey is more more important to how Wales play yeah, than no, Bale is. Um, like if Brennan Johnson starts got, with got, Daniel James, you've got to wrap him in cotton wool. Easy yeah, X of course, he's Rex factor, mate. Oh, um, I mean, I'd rather he played, of course. I yeah. every time, but I'm just saying, if Bale was injured for the first game, oh yeah, well, I would be that's, Brennan that's Johnson and that's Daniel that's James. The, the previous manager and the, and the manager now have worked on bringing these young lads. Blooded and through to you know if if we don't have a go, we can still cope. 
and and they have done a few times. So yeah, they've been there and done that before. So, but you know, you still want them. Yeah, I think you've got to give them. You've got to give them credit, haven't you? The the previous manager and, and Robert Page and and obviously John Toshak, Gary Speed. Like these are the guys who who started it and carried Coleman. it on. And yeah, Coleman. Yeah, they like when you your brother took over from Coleman, he had a bit of a rocky start, but he did the same thing. But that was right? always going to be the way because that's the the, the change that uh, the experienced lad sitting on the bench and the young lads playing and blooding through. Yes, you yeah. get some dodgy, dodgy uh, results, but now you're reaping awards from it. Yeah, and I think when he once he got rid of some of the older players from the squad and trusted those younger players, he, you know, he got things going. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Page has yeah. done the you same. Know, you, even Ampadu's, you, you, your Brooks's. I know Brooks doesn't play, but a few uh, for a bit. For, but your Nico Williams is, yeah, you know, they've all benefited from it, haven't they? Yeah, um, right. Super six, my friends. Man City at home to Fulham is the first one up. Four one. No, no, two. No, three one. To Fulham, yeah. <laughs> City. Uh, I'm going four nil City. Uh, Leeds United at home to Bournemouth. Two one two Bournemouth. Leeds have a great result and get beat at home at Bournemouth. That's how I see that going. Yeah, I think they leads. Um, they seem to prefer to play away at the moment. I'm going to go with a two-one to Bournemouth, I suppose. No, two-nil Bournemouth actually. Yeah, two-nil Bournemouth. Um, Everton home to Leicester. Two-two. Uh, and I will go with a two-one to Everton. Uh, Chelsea versus Arsenal. I will go with one all there. No, yeah. actually, I scrapped that. I'm going to go with um, two one to Arsenal. One one. Uh, Southampton at home to Newcastle. It's a difficult Super Six this week. One three Newcastle. One three Newcastle. Is it? I'm going to go with uh, two nil Newcastle. That, that, two is, that is some. I know you haven't got a clue because you know how to get round Cardiff. Of course I do. But that is some trek, that Newcastle to Southampton. They, must, far, yeah. they must be getting it. Well, it takes me six hours to get to Southampton from here, right? And it, and it takes me about three hours to get to Newcastle from here. So I'll do the maths. Nine-hour drive. That, that can't be right, can it? Do the maths. Fuck it out. It's a trek. It's Newcastle. They must. They must Newcastle fly up. Scotland. Oh, they will. Yeah, of course they will. Because if they were, even if they went by coach, I don't think we'd even make it. Because the driver's got to have a break. Can only mm. drive for four and a half hours. Jesus. Yeah, it's a brutal one. So yeah, I'm gonna go two 0 Newcastle for that one. And then lastly, Spurs versus Liverpool at Spurs. What's that last one? Tottenham at home. Tottenham at home to Liverpool. No son, no Rich Allison. Uh, 2-1 Liverpool. Liverpool's form in the Premier League is ropey. They've lost two of the last three to Leeds and Forest. But in the big games against the big teams, they do tend to do well. I'm going to go with a 2-1... 
2-1 Liverpool. There you go. It's in the bank. The, 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 the predictions are in. That is a rancid Super 6 this week. Yeah. That could be a zero point <laughs> for me. I can feel it coming already. Um, we'll see. We I'm, I'm, like, I'm like that now, you. Where's, where's Saigon? Oh, a massive, what was it, nine points? Make that up in a week, mate. Yeah. Come on. Where's Saigon? yourself. Right, nice one, guys, for joining us. All the comments and whatnot. Enjoy it. Um, it is uh, going to be interesting. Super six this week. Have a good one. Um, of course, do please check out Patreon.com/slash Podcast Nation. Loads of exclusive shows and stuff on there. Got some new podcasts coming out soon. Oh yeah, as well. down there. there and he Rod- is. Rodri, he's funny. He's a funny uh- boy. Podcast Network.